You are listening to the Gate 7 International Podcast, a podcast connecting Olympiacos fans from Melbourne to Baltimore, from London to Piraeus. We are four Olympiacos fans from every corner of the world, bringing you news and interviews of the team you love in English. With new episodes twice a week, you'll never lose the latest updates and stories of the team you love. This is our team, our city, and our land. You're listening to the Gate 7 International Podcast. Good evening, folks. Welcome to the Gate 7 International Podcast, your official English source for all things Olympiakos FC and Greek football. You're listening to episode number 81. My name is Peter Thompson. I'm here with my co-hosts, Adi and Lambro. We've also got a special guest for today, none other than Martial, blog writer and contributor for Gate7INTL.com. You can find him on Twitter at OlympiakosFR. We're going to be chatting a little bit about the Super League because the season's all finished up. Even Super League 2 is all finished up. So Lambro, the Super League 2 expert, um, among many experts that we are, uh, we're, we're going to give maybe an overview of Super League 2. Uh, we've got some discussion points. We want to hear what you, the live audience, has to say as well. We hope some people are coming in with some hot takes in the chat and we'd love to address them. Costa, unfortunately, is not here. He's actually... Uh, doing a little bit of training for his uh, his rec football that he is doing. So with today's training, Costa has officially put more effort into football this year than Ruben Vinagre. So congratulations to Costa for achieving that. Um, I know he's very happy to be out on the pitch, and we wanted to make sure that he got that opportunity. Also, Peter, can I say, if anyone watches uh, The Show Must Go On with Padelis Diamantopoulos, Costa was featured on the show for scoring a free kick. Uh, it's in the most recent episode. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Love it. It's just so ridiculous. He was like, this guy from Belgium, he grew up in the UK, uh, Costa. <laughs> and he was like, and then he scored an amazing free kick. But then, like, Badelis was like, the goalkeeper kind of sucked. It doesn't really, it wasn't so great. <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> That's amazing. I've seen that free kick highlight, but I did not see that on uh, with Diamantopoulos. That's amazing. Um, we have a few housekeeping things to get into. First and foremost, Olympiakos DC. Remember that game against Dream FC they, that we were talking about last weekend? Absolutely ran Dream FC into the ground. Dream FC are in the bin. Uh, Olympiakos DC, correct me if I'm wrong, Adi, but that's a 3 nothing victory. And... Uh, and yep. Also three wins in a row for the boys out at Olympiacos DC. The crusade continues, looking for the fourth victory in a row against Shore Sports FC this Saturday at 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is, I believe, 10 p.m. Greek time. Uh, and we're hoping for the best. The boys are on a roll there in great form. Also, if you're in the area and if you're, you know, under 23, there are tryouts. This would have been perfect. Although Lambro, you might be over twenty-three now. I, f- I actually forget how old you are, but I am twenty-three. All, Do I can... count for the U twenty-threes? <laughs> I actually don't know how that works. We might need. To I don't get know. Aaron I kind of want to still play on the phone. 
But they could use your calming presence at the back for sure. As, or as just someone target who's played man. with you in intramurals. Or target uh, man. I like I like the target man as well. Slow your roll there. Real. Slow your roll there. Let's the not VHR get ahead of ourselves. Get the... oh, they'll, be, they'll be targeting you, all right. Karim <laughs> <laughs> Benzema in the bin. Martial, we can talk about that maybe later. <laughs> Lambro is F1 and uh, Giroud is... I'm is the F1. Hard. I'm the F1 for sure. <laughs> Oh, geez. Yeah, that actually might be an interesting topic for conversation now that we've got Martial here. But uh, anyway, yeah, visit the website, the Olympiacos. And uh, and for more information, if you or anyone you know would be interested in joining, uh, go ahead and visit their website for interest in tryouts. They're always looking for new talent. And uh, they've got some talented players in the squad already. Additionally, we would like to say congratulations to the Olympiacos New York Academy, Olympiacos has just recently opened up a new academy in New York, and we wish them the best on their current ventures. Check out their social media pages on Facebook and Instagram. Tryouts for them are also coming up as they begin to assemble their teams and programs across all age groups. So maybe for Lambro, they have a U24, uh, and, and he could play there for a bit longer. So, so there is hope. Uh, we'll, we'll find him a team. And uh, with that also, we want to remind everyone the awards show is coming up uh, as you're listening to this now live. This is basically one of your last opportunities to get the votes in. The votes are closing on Friday. So if you're listening to this live, go now to gate7intl.com and vote on the poll. It shouldn't take very long. It's just seven questions. Just write in your favorite answers. You don't even have to answer all of the questions, folks. If you just want to answer one, go nuts. We'll be presenting the awards live uh, at, I want to say, 3.30 p.m. Eastern time, which is 10.30 p.m. Greek time. Uh, we will be revealing the awards. We have some really excited, exciting stuff in, <clears throat> in store for that episode. So keep your eyes peeled on that. Make sure to tune in and make sure to vote if you haven't already. Uh, additionally, the last thing we would like to say, thank you to our sponsor, Piraeus International. Piraeus International has been helping Greeks ship to and from the motherland during COVID-19. Shipments to Greece are going out from Baltimore, Maryland, USA every month. Fill any large U-Haul box, 18 by 18 by 24. Send it to our friends in Baltimore, and it will be shipped to the port of Piraeus for only $50 US. Better yet, fill any large wardrobe box and send it for $100. Give them a call at 410-675-4696 or send an email to sales at piraeusintl.com. So now we've got some transfers that we uh, we briefly want to run through. The first one, well, folks, it's it's got Costas Fortunis's name on it, and uh, the destination is uh, is out in the Middle East, in, a, in the wonderful land of Saudi Arabia. Uh, it is the team Al Shabab, and apparently we're looking at twenty million euros for him. Lambro, uh, I see your face already. What's what's the reaction from you here? Yeah, he uh, and Fetfadzidis is his old buddy Fetfadzidis linking back up. Al Shabab, of course, a huge team. Um, I don't know if you guys realize, but deploying on their right wing, Seba, that connection will be back if they do indeed meet the 20 million euro price. Which, where, where, there's no way that they would ever give 20 million euros for Costas Fortunis. Like, would they even give that for maybe like? An, a player in a bigger league. I don't know where the story came they from. They gave Not more than zero feet. euros for Seba. So yeah. by that, by Seba's that a huge signing, though. Like, he... well, the 
they wouldn't give a fee for that much. Typically with these Middle Eastern clubs, they try to like lure players that are in a contract year with absurd wages so they don't have to pay a lot for them. Or they try to lowball the clubs, like with Kierme, and they lowball us, but then they tell the player, like, oh, we'll give you five or six million. So they push their way out. Someone had asked me already today if the 20 million euro was like his contract. And no, it's the transfer fee. So this sounds like bullshit, 100%, because no, no Middle Eastern club is paying this much money for anybody to come down. For wages, they would, but not, not for a transfer fee. Marcial, your thoughts? Well, it reminds me a little bit uh, the Prirovic cases uh, with Pauk because when a team like that make an offer, you, you can't predict what will happen because it's always a lot of money. And maybe if the club give, gives 10 million right now for Fortunis, I, I can't say that Olympiacos will say no. And with the salary, I, I don't know. I do have a, a bad a bad feeling about this, but let's see what happens because when when a club like this really wants a player, they end up um, every time getting the player. So let's see. If they're yeah. giving him five million a season or something, <laughs> don't be surprised if he packs up his girl, his dog, his dad, the rest <laughs> the rest of Calabaca. And they go, they go to, they all go to Saudi Arabia with them, and they create a new Julio out there. I wouldn't be surprised, but uh, I just can't see them spending that much money for a transfer fee because I've never seen it before. Also, and I've also, been alerted that uh, Seba's wife is indeed Greek, so the village has begun to be built. <laughs> it is ready to be built. <laughs> It's like if you build it, they will come. Like they're already the Cafenio is like already under construction for Fortunis and his his uh, family and friends, and it'll be ready when they arrive. It's it's perfect timing. It's uh, like also, a stipulation if, in his contract. Sorry, go ahead, Marcel. If you take a look at how Saudi clubs works, they they pay for players, but those players they don't stay the whole time of their contracts because remember Prijovic, he had a. A crazy contract, and like after one year, they couldn't pay him anymore because. And also, Gary Rodriguez he was in the same team, and he went to to Turkey on a loan. So maybe Fortunis could could go there like one season, two season, and then coming go back to Greece or maybe to Turkey. I don't know. Fenerbahce is years. the only one to to have stayed so long in Saudi Arabia. Because he was playing quite quite well there. Well, Martial, I've got another one that I want to ask you about. Um, this is another name that's been thrown around the fan pages of Instagram and whatnot. And it's the reason I want to ask you is because it's a league gun player, uh, Denis Buanga, for Saint Etienne. And of course, the the rumor here is, of course, they have Cisse on loan, so it, it might end up becoming some sort of swap deal. Do you know anything about this? And and uh, what do you know about Buanga? Well, it's, he's a good player because I know that Modesto is watching a lot of French football and I think Bonga is one of the main players of Saint-Étienne because he's quite young. He plays also with the Gabonese national team in, a cup, in African Cup. And he's quite interesting in terms of profile because uh, there, is, there is no player like this in Greece because he's quite fast, 
he has good technical abilities, uh, good passing skills also. And I, I was quite surprised because I don't think that Olympiakos is able to bring him to Greece on a fee because probably it would cost like eight, 10 millions. And also the, the swap deal is something that I, I don't see this coming because it would be, it, it wouldn't be a great deal for Olympiakos because Cissé has a value and it would mean for Olympiakos to lower the value to get Wonga, which is a good player. But I, I don't think that it's a good idea for Olympiakos to deal Wonga with Cissé, but Bonga is a is a good player. Yeah. I think Marshall's right on the nose with that. I spoke to a couple of fan pages dedicated to Saint Etienne, reporting on them, and they seem to have very similar uh, opinions. They they like Cisse. They think he's doing a great job there. They're not going to pay thirteen million for him. And for the for the Buanga swap, they'd only really be interested if it's like Buanga and maybe you know a handful. Uh, three million, maybe four million, maximum. They're, they'd be willing to offer in addition to Cisse. That's kind of like the opinion. And I know for I know for Libiacos, we want if we're going to sell Cisse, we want the cash. We want the cash to kind of bolster the coffers so that we can land something else. Uh, so I think that's what we prefer for Cisse. And if we're getting Buanga, we're expecting to get him for some kind of deal. And uh, I think we've got one, well, one more minor note as well from the transfer news. Um, a player that we talked about a lot and then started talking about a lot less, and that's uh, Yunez Belhanda. Well, it's it's looking ever less likely that he's going to come with us, and he's actually, it looks like, going to be going out to the Middle East himself. Um, looks like Al-Hilal have brought him in for a three-year three uh, contract with five million euros per year. So, I mean, for what that's worth, we weren't going to come close to that and it wouldn't have been a good idea to do so. Uh, so I think maybe what happened is just Marinaki saw that offer and said, like, look, like, we're not getting this guy. But uh, Belhanda, it's dead. Uh, he's going to go off to the Middle East and make his check good for him. But uh, we're not going to see him in red and white. And I think that's pretty final. Well then, so transfer news already done through. Um, looking into the Greek Super League now, let's go and have a look at the standings here. So um, thank you, Kosta, for the very nice message, by the way. He says, from the comfort of my couch tonight, big up G7i, and huge shout out to our women's basketball team for a big win today against Pau after being robbed at the weekend. Good stuff. Kos, yes, always. Shout out to the women's basketball team. George says, Kavro Geropoulos, yes. And Not my, sure about my, the context there, but yes. Yeah, and, and my friend from Hawaii, Cole, says, Chelsea is the truth and that I know nothing. Well, I I know Chelsea I do not know much, but, but Chelsea, Chelsea is not the result. truth. Big result. Oh, Chelsea gave day. us a good result. Yeah, actually. Yeah, Chelsea is the truth. Because Chelsea win, uh, I believe, maybe Adi can expand on this more, but because Chelsea beat Leicester... Olympiacos are much more likely to uh, skip over a round of qualifiers in the summer. Uh, we do skip over a round of qualifiers in the summer. So now we'll be competing, it looks like, in the second round of qualification. That's actually, uh, that's great. Which is I've, good. It's, it doesn't seem like much to a lot of people, but it means an extra week, two weeks of rest for our weeks, players. Right? 
So two weeks, we're going to take that. I mean, obviously we expect to beat whatever pot, you know, first round team, regardless of what they are anyway, but starting in second, second round qualifications and being seated, it's, that's nice. We'll take that. We'll take that in the two weeks of rest. Thank you. Shout out to Mason Mount, top player, Jorginho, top scorer on Chelsea, top player. Che- Jorginho's the top scorer on Chelsea. In the Premier right. League, yeah. He has, he, has, he has scored a penalty. It's a calamity. Timo Werner is like shocking. Timo right? Werner is the top scorer in all comps. Timo also, Werner's like a German brownie day, I, I have to say. <laughs> Timo <laughs> Werner has, has 14 disallowed goals this year. I don't know, man. More than regular goals. He has I don't know. Brownie Day had a lot of offside. A lot of screw ups too. You know, I see the similarities here. <laughs> that one was just pulled out of nowhere, right there. Because <laughs> my anyway. cousin used to call Brownie Day the track runner. That was like his nickname. <laughs> he, anyway, all he did was run. Never did anything. Let's uh, let's go to the Super League. So I'm looking at the standings right now. In the top six, we have Olympiacos, miles and miles ahead of everyone else with 90 points. 19 goals conceded all season. Just a regular year for Olympiacos. You know how it goes. It's lonely at the top. It gets cold up at the top, as Lambro like, likes to say. Uh, second place is Pauk. The second place merchants themselves getting second uh, with, with 64 points. And they finished three points ahead of Aris, who spent most of the season in second, actually. Uh, and they falter a bit at the end and finish with 61. Ike on 60 points. Those three teams get into Europa Conference League qualification this summer. So those are our four Greek teams in Europe. And then Panathinaikos on 53 and Asteras on 51 miss out on Europe this season. Uh, we go to the relegation group, and, the, and I'm just going to run through these quickly. But in order, you've got Volos, Atromitos, Yanina, Lamia, Smyrnis, Ofi, Panetolikos, and Larisa. Larisa will be going down. Uh, our condolences to Michael Vicini. And they will be replaced by Ionikos. And then Panetolikos will be playing, I believe, Xanthi in the relegation playoff. Xanthi uh, with a chance to come back up. I'm sure Savidis will be very happy about that. Panathinaikos, um, of course, letting go of Bologna recently. And uh, if I'm not mistaken as well, and a bit of a surprise move for me, Yanina let go of their manager as well. Is that right? Yep, that's really weird. I would love to know the politics behind that because I thought he did a great it's not job. Not a football move. <laughs> it's not. Uh, it's it doesn't not seem like tactics, it. It's got to right? be something else. It has to be something else because that was he. I thought he did an excellent job as far as some of the smaller clubs, especially with how they performed against the the top clubs. We'll say the top five clubs. I mean, very oh, rigid, very disciplined. Did, don't it. don't include Panathinaikos in the top five. Like they didn't they beat Panathinaikos like three or four times. They beat him in the cup <laughs> multiple they times. Out of the they beat them and like and in the league. I think that led to like Bolognese comment. Like what what do you say? Like they're a they're just like a a mini Ajax up there or something. I don't know. Did he say that? Well, that's, say that? that's that's <laughs> I don't know. I'm probably Bologna making that up. He's so such an idiot. Points. He he. Well, here's the thing. Up. I believe 100% from if you guys haven't read the then Yoceto like blog, you have to because it's hilarious. Even if you know it's 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 just cafe neo talk and rumors, but the rumor about uh, coach getting laughed at because he had 12 pieces on the board for the opposing team, I believe that was him because it's the only way he could justify parking the bus against Yanina. It has to be Bologna. And I, like, I 100% believe he was like, all right, this is what we're doing. Everyone's like Guys, laughing. they've got 12 players. We're going to have to sit back. Makeda's like, 
what is this? I'm getting out of here. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, uh, the the first team, the first name to come out to to re- to hire Yanin as manager is Atromitos, I believe. Might be a decent fit. Might see Atromitos playing some more exciting football next season. You know, they've of course been in the first division for some time. So uh, that's the news there. A bit of a surprising fire coming out of this morning. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just start off with a more general question and anybody can jump in. Um, like this is the second year in a row when Olympiacos has been like far and away the best team in the league. And, you know, obviously when the league was better quality, things were a lot more competitive. Like it wasn't just like, oh, we're literally miles clear of Pauk and it's not a debate. Like, what do you guys think about the decline of the other teams in the league? Like, how concerned are you by the fact that Pauk and Ike can't do anything in Europe? Panathinaikos are, like, struggling to get back to where they used to be after all their debt and their bans from Europe. Like, wh- what are you guys thinking about this? Are you concerned for Olympia Olympiakos' sake? Do you think it'll get any better? Do you think it's just going to spiral and get even worse? Do you think it's going to start making Olympiakos worse? What do we think? Part of it is the fact it's COVID. I mean, the, the season in general, the quality of the league was everything was worse. If you look at all of the offensive, like broad spectrum offensive things, goals, assists, crosses, passes into final third, anything, any offensive metric is down everything. There's less goals, less, less positional attacks, less crossing, less everything. So the league is less attractive. When you have less offensive stats, the league is less attractive. And that's what happened. So I think that was mainly because of COVID. A lot of teams had major issues. And it, across across Europe, this happened, by the way, guys. It wasn't just in Greece. Uh, many leagues have had the same problems, same issues. So on that side of thing, I, I kind of expect it. Now, moving forward, do am I concerned? Absolutely. Because besides... Olympiacos, besides us, and this isn't because we're Olympiacos fans and biased, we're the only team that is right now running with a lot of soccer sense, especially in the top five quote-unquote clubs. Panathinaikos is a disaster, absolute disaster. Balk is, God knows what the hell is happening, all the shit we've been hearing the last week or so. I mean, now Garcia's getting into it with them. There's stuff going on with Savidis' son. I mean, who knows? And Adis is just kind of losing the plot. I kind of had hope for them. I like what Mazios was doing this season. I thought he did put together a pretty good project, but they started to lose the plot at the end of the season. And that end of season form going into the summer and European Conference League qualifiers kind of concerns me a little bit. Uh, I think things will improve, especially when it comes to like mid and bottom tier clubs. Now that things are getting let up, fans will be able to come back in stadiums, it looks like, next season. I think things will be better, but I'm still concerned for the top clubs because I don't see anything that gives me any hope. Yeah, I agree with that. And also, I was disappointing to see the Aries like, falling down at the end of the season because maybe if Pauk would have ended up third, they would have made big change on the roster. And now that they ended up being second, Maybe they will think that it was not that bad. The season was not that bad. And maybe they will stay like this. And we all know that if Pauk fails in Europe, then we the task for Olympiacos will be harder every year. So 
I'm I'm concerned too because it's a collective collective thing things at the end and when yeah, Olympiakos can can't do all by himself. And we need the help of other clubs and yeah. Yeah, I I've just built upon that like you go through every single team and it's almost disaster every single one. Like each team will say they're in disaster. Maybe Pauk not so much. They'll try to to, to hold on to something there. But like Panathinaikos is I just terrible. Like I I don't know what they're gonna do really. And then you you look at Ike and they don't have a defense and they're moving into the new stadium and the team is shocking and players want to leave. Oliveira wants to leave. Lavaya left mid-season for free. Like, all of this just craziness. And it's just like, what the hell is going to happen this summer, you know? Like, who who's going to come in? Is the money there to buy new players, sell players? Like... I don't know. Some of these teams have like bloated rosters with just shitty players on the team. Like, especially like Pauk has from that invincible team is just loaded with just dead wood, you know, like Varela, Crespo, Pascal Lackis, like all these guys just like they should have left like a season or two ago and they're just there. It's going to be like a big, I don't know if they even have the power to like move these guys out and, and it's just every team, except for us, and we have our own problems, which we, we've highlighted and that we want to see us fix. But, like, these are, like, deep structural issues with the club, and they'll need, like, a large injection of cash, which who knows the clubs even have. Like, made a lot of fun of Panathinaikos, Ike, Pauk, whatever. Aris, too. The Aris thing is, is weird. Like, where are they going to go? It's like they couldn't even score a goal in the second half of the playoffs. Like... Mitroglou has been a disaster. They they don't have a striker. They were playing Mancini. At, like, just disaster, you know, disaster. And going into th- these conference league games, like, you got to assume they're just going to be playing farmers. Like, that's, that's disrespectful to say, but, like, not farmers, but, like, Moldova's second-best team. So, like, you expect them to win, right? That's what we thought last summer. And then Ofi and Adi's kind of, like, did nothing so i don't know where this is gonna go a couple things first of all and i know this kind of happens every year with greece but how many teams went this year without firing their manager at least once we factor in yanni not today they they don't count anymore um it's obviously olympiakos asteras volos uh tromitos what no, fired the, the coach? Atromitos fired, fired okay. the coach. So am I missing anyone? How many Ophi coaches did Larissa coach. go through this year? Larissa went through like Three. four coaches. <laughs> Three. Five. Like, this is... Yeah. We've said it before, but like, this is ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous as well. Um, it's This should not be happening. And I also want to say, Lambro, like to your farmer's comment, I'm not going to tell you that like, I'm not going to be like, oh, Lambro, be nice to Moldovans. But what I am going to say is... Like, we're the farmers. We are the farmers at this point, everyone. Like, we are the farmers also. Like, Aris and Falk, you could say they're farmers. We we are the farmers. But Lambro, you realize, like, big five leagues are sending teams to Europa Conference League, right? 
Oh, it's disaster. It's just so, disaster. Like, it's disaster. Like, for example, I think West Ham are going there. Um, uh, Union Berlin are going there. Len are going there. Oh, no. But, like, you know, these. this is not, like, huge teams, but, like, are Adis <laughs> going to beat any of these teams? Is Probably Jesse Lingard going to be dancing in Tumba after it's, like, 4-0? Like, <laughs> disaster <laughs> struck. Disaster oh, important, struck. Important point here from Costa. Uh, tuning in on Facebook, it looks like. Uh, Bach didn't fire their coach. Ferreira left, so they didn't fire him. Abel Ferreira, known for getting good results. That's like one of those things where it's like, I I wasn't fired, I left. Still coaching changes. Still coaching changes. That's all I'm saying, though. You're not going to have any consistency. But but anyway, and um, yeah, Martial, what's up? Oh, go ahead, Martial. I I was going to say that Lambros was right because the biggest problem is the organization of the other team in the, in the top of the Super League because we saw that in Olympiacos, Marinakis is not the only one who decides, no. And we see at Pauk that Savidis' son is creating problem. Uh, in Aek, Melisanidis, he, can't de- he, he, he decides a lot. And also Kone, to me, is not a sports director right now because he doesn't have the the i don't know the experience to be at uh in a such club uh in panathinaikos alafuzos decides too much and in aris too uh Karipidis is deciding too much too but he knows football but it's some it's risky to have a a chairman that decides that much and I think Marinakis was clever enough to understand that if Olympiakos wants to remain in a top European level, the club needs a, a, a real sport director. The club needs a, a scouting uh, area. The, the club needs to work with some big agents. And that's how we work now. We work now. And Before... think... Oh, go, go ahead, ahead, Peter. I, well, I was going to say, in, in Adis, I think also like like Hadi Steas coming in, like you could say they even, I, I would say they maybe did a better job of that than any other Greek team besides us. But like, we also have absolutely elite scouting, I would say. I would say we are just elite because um, like you look at the players that we've brought in, like Karimbo is just like Modesto, all these guys that are like absolutely insane, like Pedro Martin's team. But I just wanted to say that. But even if like, yeah, like you said, Marcial, like Savidis' son and, and, Pineotis Kone making decisions is like nowhere near where it needs to be, I think. Well, working in football, it's something that you you learn, you know, it's like every every job in the world. You can't come here just being just by being a son of the of the owner. Well, you can do it in Greece, but you won't <laughs> you won't uh, you won't remain at the top if you if you don't have the, the good work ethic and then a good work method. I don't know because I, I, I personally I do think that Garcia will left sooner or later by himself because he can't. I think he can't stand Savidis' son. But I, I can't prove it. But the the thing for me is, and I wanted to get before we move on from this segment because ever since I got my personal Twitter back, I've been getting a lot of heat from some non-Olubiakos fans that were critical of some of these clubs and we don't offer a lot of anything constructive. So here's my constructive part. I will start to have hope for Ike, Bauk, Panathinaikos, these small clubs, 
if I see them do the right moves. For Ike, build on what you have. Get a defense. They, if, if I see them getting defensive pieces, I'll be like, okay, they kinda, they're in the right direction here, right? We're, we're, they're working off their strengths and addressing the shit. But if I start seeing them bringing in more strikers, more wingers, I'd be like, all right, screw this. Ike sucks. They're not going to do anything next year. Bonathan Icos. A little bit more tragic of a situation. A lot of shitty pieces. A couple of good ones, but I want to see them build around a couple of those good pieces. I, so far, like what I see from Alexandropoulos, from their, from their midfielder. I want to see them kind of build around I me. Mean, I think Villafañez is a good piece from them. Build around what you see working with you. They have a lot of dead weight. I mean, I'm sorry, guys. Maqueda is a bum. He is a bum. Just get rid of him. 800,000. 800,000 euros that guy makes. Is that a Serie B is calling. Oh, to just get the fuck out. God. Uh, as for Pauk, Pauk, they, they, they need a... I don't want to blame everything on Garcia because if he's if he has like a EPO or EPO style like overreach in terms of what's going on with his starting 11s, that has to stop first and foremost. I mean, I also think Garcia isn't the best coach for the top flight. Coaching coaching kids and then coaching professional men, that's two different things. Stick to the kids, buddy. Uh, that's probably what you're best at. And don't take that out of context, Pablo Garcia. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they have some good pieces. Look, they have some kids coming out of the academy that I think have some talent. I don't think they're wonder kids, but they have some good young pieces to build off of. And when you're in financial distress, stick with that. Stick with those academy kids. You know what I mean? Also, side note. Funny, the funniest thing is like seeing some of these Bog fans talk about how like this is the the lowest they've seen the team. Guys, when I was in high school, you guys sucked. You were a mid-table piece of shit team from Thessaloniki, the biggest team in Thessaloniki, and you guys were shit. Nobody cared. Thessaloniki had nothing 10 years ago. You guys and now Adis fighting for top three positions. This is new. This is this is new shit. Okay. You weren't always contenders. You guys were in the bin. Shitty this farmers is- from Thessaloniki. That's what it was. So what you have here is a step above what you used to have. I don't want to hear that nonsense. Bach wasn't some super team. Muslimovic, Contreras, <laughs> Salpigidis. Fuck off, guys. This is like Fuck. when Olympiacos don't win the Europa League and people are like, saw out, Martins out. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> you remember like four years ago? <laughs> yeah. It makes no sense. And then... As far as Adis is concerned, Adis, I think, of those other teams, they have the strongest core, but they need way more depth. They need to build on some more of that depth. But I think they have some great players, solid wingers. Manos did quite well for them this season. Uh, their defense, Lindsey Rose. Look, people make fun of him and, and don't understand why others rate him. He's not an amazing defender, but he's good at every, like he's decently good at everything. And that's what you want in the end. I'd rather have a guy that's above average at everything that, that, but not amazing at one thing. That's fine. I'll take that. But Adis, I have the most hope for going on to next year. I still yeah, think Adis needs to be at the top. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Marcial. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I, I was thinking they, they needed a, a striker so oh. bad. Yeah. Because Manos is a very good uh, football player, but he's not prolific enough and if you put a, a 10 goal striker in Aris, they would have been second by you know, i don't know five games before the end of the play yeah, also like the gazetta article that talked about how mitroglou's gonna go was said that it was like between him or barales and 
they were just like screw Barales like like we want the bam you know we want Mitroglou <laughs> and they would have easily finished in second place probably if they signed Barales but like who would have known then in January I wouldn't so you, you never know yeah well uh I think we have another segment about best 11 team of the season. This, this caused oh, a bit yeah. of an uprising. The war on wide scout continues. Also, I kind of want to shout this out. Matthew Valbuena supposedly was in the live just recently. So shout out Matthew Valbuena if you're currently watching. Anyway. Is, is that a Matthew <laughs> Valbuena or is that Alex thinking that Marcial looks like Matthew Valbuena? No, I just so got a really text from my it, friends but... who, who said that they saw Matthew Valbuena in the live. Oh, wow. So, Matthew, Matthew Valbuena, thank you, thank you for watching. Matthew, Big thanks. Cool <laughs> Tem, Tem. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Matthew, thank you for re-signing the star of the he, show. He, he, was, he was in. Hopefully, we'll get him on the podcast. We'll get, we'll, we'll I, get thought, him on I thought Monday. it was one of those things when it was like Adi went on AFTV and all the fans were like, wow, Socrates was in the live. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, that was the disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> All the AFTV fans saying that like Adi looked like Socrates. It was so funny. Like, anyway, it's true. <laughs> I'm glad you guys anyway. thought that was hilarious. But anyway, should we do uh, should we do Super League team of the season here? So yep. as I was saying, the war on Y Scout rages on because uh, you know we I think we posted on our social media Y Scout does a team of the season. Um, Matthew Valbuena was not in it, and because of that, we were all very upset. Matthew, if you're listening to this, we're always backing you. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, they put out their team of the season based on their analytics, um, the, the nuts and bolts behind how they pick their players. You could say that it's to be debated. Um, the way Adi has explained it to me is, you know, they basically look at who has the best of each metric and they sort of, uh, weight you higher if you're sort of good at everything. And so Mm -hmm. Adi was just mentioning how Lindsay Rose, he's a pretty versatile, uh, (laughs) defender, uh, he was the best center back in Greece and put on the best 11. Uh, I'm going to interrupt myself and highlight this comment from Costa Bapa Dimitriou. We have experts about the couch. Pow, I pow. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Costa. Costa's always, he always gives me a laugh. Even when he DMs us, uh, it makes me laugh a lot. That, that's a uh, Costa, I love you, comment. man. Fantastic. Anyway. But yeah, so I mean, I've looked at the stats, I've watched the games, uh, I've made my my team of the season. I think you know we could all think of a team of the season. I'm I'm gonna, or maybe maybe the best way to do this is to list off the um, the Y Scout team of the season first. Yes. Um, so I will list that off. If I get it wrong, Adi, call me out. But it's uh, it's a good handful of Olympiacos players, so don't be worried. In goal, we've got Sa. At the left back, you've got Ferrari, who plays for Volos. The two center backs are Lindsay Rose and Semedo. Your right back is Wes from uh, Ofi. Your midfielders, uh, now this is where I'm going to get it wrong, but I believe, is it Montalos and Bertoglio in the midfield, Adi? Correct. Correct. Okay. And then on the wings... It is Zivkovic and Bruno Gama. And is it El Arabi and Hassan up top? Or have I got that wrong? Duvikas with El Arabi. Duvikas, that's right, of course. It's Duvikas and El Arabi up top. So uh, that is that is the best 11. They've gone with a 4-4-2. It seems like they usually do. 
I'm going to just give mine. I'm going to be a little bit more favorable towards Olympiacos here. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go with a four-two-three-one. Saw is going to stay in the goal. Um, the left back for me is is a very weak position. Um, Ferrari actually has some pretty good stats, and I honestly couldn't find someone to replace him with. So I'm actually going to keep him in there. Uh, although I think you could make a case for both Oleg and Holebas, to be honest. Uh, but for me, it's going to be Ferrari, just out of really not anyone else being there. Uh, I'm going to sub out Lindsay Rose, and I'm going to actually put Socrates in there. I know he only played half a season, and I think that's why Y Scout didn't put him in. But I've been very impressed by Socrates uh, in his time with Olympiacos, and so I'm going to put him in the back four. And then I'm going to take out Wes because I have seen him play a couple times, admittedly only a couple times, but not very impressive. And uh, I'm going to put Andruzos on the right back personally. Uh, I think. Uh, is it Kotsiras for Asteras? I think also has a shout, but for me, it is going to be Andruzos, especially with these last few weeks of the season. He's really turned it on. Um, why Scout generally prioritizes attacking midfielders when they're picking their midfield? Uh, I'm going to make it a bit more, how do we say, realistic to as if I was picking an actual team. And I'm going to go with a two man midfield of Madi and Diana Villa, uh, both fantastic midfielders. I think, um, you know, I, I, I would say uh, for Ike Simoes, unfortunately, missed a lot of this season. Uh, really didn't play much at all, if at all, actually. And so, um, you know, he might have been an inclusion in previous years. But for me, it's Madi and Dumvila. Uh My wingers are going to be exactly what Scout says, uh, Gama and Zivkovic. I'm going to leave Masuras out, uh, try to avoid recency bias there, want to want to more consistent player throughout the year. And Bruno Gama and Zivkovic have both been really great producers. Adarabi is the lone striker up top. And I'm actually going to go with Montalos in the 10. People are going to get upset. Um, but for me, he was more consistent. He had more time on the pitch. Uh, if I'm playing a real game and have to pick one of them, like if I'm JVS, I'm still probably picking Fortunis. But if I'm picking team of the season based on you know, their performance for the whole year, I'm probably going to go with Montalos. He was very productive. Lots of key passes and lots of smart passes. Uh, and then manager of this team is Pedro Martins, obviously. Adi, going to you now. You've you've dug through the numbers more than I have, so I want to hear what you have to say for this. So I, just so everybody knows, I know like the second I post like the stats, everyone's like, oh, this is stupid. You suck. It's like, no, I'm just putting what's there. The... For I don't agree with a lot of this starting 11, to be honest with you, but you also have to remember some players that a lot of people think should be on there, their weighted, their like weighted average, or let's say their, their, their score is affected by the amount of minutes played. Funny enough, and this is why I waited for the podcast to address this, or I would have been like, like slamming my keyboard, defending myself against keyboard warriors on Twitter. But Masuras was just, he was like number, he's number three. If we're overall wingers in the Super League, the reason he missed out is because he's played actually like 1,200 less minutes than uh, Bruno Gama and Zivkovic. He's played a lot less time. And Y Scout uses time played as part of the weight because that's tr- how they try to determine who the starters were. Uh, because obviously, starters are the ones that they're considering primarily. It's a small weight, it's not huge. But what affected Masuras was his inconsistent form in the beginning of the season. Now, 
the fact that he still made it to number three overall on this is to his credit. He did very well, but uh, that's why that happened. Uh, I, I think he, he, there's definitely a case for him to be on there, but you can't take away from what Zivkovic and Bruno Gama have done for their clubs as well. Look, guys, and it's this was brought up before. Olympiacos, we molested this league this year. That's that's the only way you can put it. We destroyed everybody. Thir- you win the league by over 30 points. Every single one of our players probably should be in the starting 11, except maybe left back. You know? The, there's a case for everybody, but this takes into account playing time, a lot of different things altogether. Now, I would probably do a similar lineup to Peter, same structure, 4-2-3-1, uh, Madi and Vila. I don't think you'll find even opposing fans that would disagree with Jan and Vila, Madi Kamara being the best center mids in Greece. Most of our friends, colleagues, previous guests we've had have all said the same thing. It's just far and clear. Those guys are head and shoulders above everyone. Right back, um, I know Lambro like shits on Wes all the time, but he's he's really solid. He's really solid. His metrics. No, are he's good. not. No, he he's fucking sucks. He's garbage. This man's a he, garbage a man. Garbage compared to what? Compared the Wyscott War continues. I'm, I'm gonna put it out there. Salyakas, you realize he best mirrored, right back in the league this season. I don't so know. He's at shot. number two. Salyakas gets a shot. He's he's listed as number two. And he's Boom. also up there. But Wes, Wes, okay, we, we all think Adruzos belongs, right, as best right back in Greece, right? Even I, though he's I don't know, only season. because he only played half the season, I feel. But, but that's like, why he doesn't get it. So Wes is the only other back in, right back in Greece that mirrors his offensive metrics, overlaps, crosses, vol- that type of volume. He actually also has – he's better at one-on-one dribbling than Adruzos is. And we all like what we see from Adruzos so far, right? And Wes is actually better. And he's on a crappy team. He's on a terrible team. And he's been getting all of that. And I think there's also... Got- I like Gotsiras personally. Okay. Alex Gutakos. Yeah, we know you're a homer. We know Asteras is your team. But yeah, Gotsiras, there's there's something for him as well. Look, Gotsiras, Saliakas, they're both very good players. I like both of them. I've been talking about Saliakas all season. But West West is just above them in a bunch of different things. But Gotsiras is better defensively than all of them just to put that out there so it's it's close but you know for me i think it does it's not super far off the mark and then as far as like the left back is concerned the left backs in greece this year are kind of tragic uh when i was looking at like the metrics why scott actually puts all of them together all of the all of the backs and you have like ferrari and then uh piersman for yanina and then it's just all right backs that <laughs> you don't have another left back show up. Left backs are terrible in Greece. And then it's like Helder Lopez. <laughs> and we saw like how poor he was. That's how that's how bad, bad it is in Greece for like most teams. So, but that's kind of where that comes from. And my number 10 for my best 11 is going to be Cosas Fortunis. Least amount of minutes played, leads assists, Leads in total total points, if we're talking goals, assists, second assists, and least amount of minutes played. That That's it. Here's my number 10. Are you okay. serious? I'm, I'm dead serious. The Fortunis meme serious. comes to life again. Like The Fortunis meme does come to life. Lambro, it what sounds you like you've got some hot you? takes. It sounds like you've got some hot <sighs> takes for your team. I Honestly. Adi, wait, actually, Adi, yeah. who do you have as your center backs? Do you have Socrates and Semedo? Uh, so... 
I because Socrates came in midseason, I'm not going to include him. Uh, I'm actually going to I'm going to stick with Semedo, and I'm also going to. I mean, Socrates, it, the second half of his season, I guarantee he probably would have played like that all season. He should be there. But for me, if we're talking about the guys that played the full season, it's going to be Semedo. And I'm between Lindsey Rose and Ingasson. Because let's be honest, guys, Ingasson was really good this year and scored for, for Pac as well. Like, you know, how sad is it when you're like, you're relying on your center back? to do everything. So it's going to be between those two. Lindsey Rose, again, not special. He's not a special player, but he does a lot of things pretty good. So that kind of stability is underrated. All right, Lambro, now it's your time. Is it my turn? I, this, this may be controversial, but yeah, I'll, I'll put Saliakas at right back and then at left back, Ferrari. Like I think Pauker upset that Chelsea legend Baba is that his guy is that guy's name Baba yeah didn't come through because they were gonna take Ferrari for free off of the feeder club Volos <laughs> No Sfarnas and the team No Sfarnas he could take that right back spot you know world class <laughs> anyway maybe left back instead <laughs> but so Ferrari's my left back I actually really enjoyed him this season and Saliakas is like. I don't know. I guess I'll throw him out right back as well. My defenders, I think I have a thing for Ingerson. I've always really rated him. So I'll put him and Semedo and Sa, of course. But uh, formation change alert. It's going 4-3-3. And the midfield is going to be Marika Mara, Jan Envia, Andres Buhalakis. That's it. That's it. And my wingers are going to be, yes, Bruno Gama has had a great season. But the analytics for Yorgos Masuras this season are insane. They are and insane. the reason I know that is because Themis Kesaris tweets them all the time. I know nothing about analytics, but he says it. So it's got to be true. And then Zivkovic cutting in off my right wing. And Delarabi up top. That's my team of this season. <laughs> Martial. What, what about you, Martial? Well, uh, I, I, uh, I wanted to make a team without any Olympiacos players. Because there is some players to highlight in, in this Super League because, well, we, we know that Olympiacos won the league by far. But I've listed some players that, to me, deserve to, to be quoted. Uh, well, we all know that Ingasson, Zivkovic were, to me, the, the two best power players. Uh, Tolis put apart because he's a special kid and it's too early for him to have such responsibilities in Pauk. And uh, if we go to Aris, uh, I really like it, the Rose, and not because he's French, but I think it's, it's like Digini to me. He's like those players that know how to play in Greece. They know what uh, clubs and coaches expect from him, from them, sorry, and they are very good on the pitch. And I, I also liked Bertoglio, because when he came to Greece, I was saying to myself, and the guy wasn't that good. He didn't have so much to offer, but he's a very good player. And also, I liked Sasha a lot because I think it, those kind of players that could play in Olympiacos, uh, like in, in easy games against Lamia, I don't know, uh, lower team in, in the table to rest some key players. Uh, I also liked uh, Devi Sipasi from Lamia, the goalkeeper of Lamia, because 
he had some very large amount of clean sheet with a, a very poor defense. We can call it that this because I don't remember the, the Lamia defense because, but uh, I'm pretty sure it's, it's not very, very good. Uh, I also like uh, Karim Ansarifar with Haek because we all know the, the quality of the player. I think he could be still the, the third choice uh, at Olympiakos. And well, we played in a, in a team like there, there were like three strikers with Libaya, uh, Oliveira, and he was the best from the whole season. And he, did, he didn't play very much at the beginning, despite being the, the best striker. Uh, and I, I also liked Sariakas as a right back because well, it is not very impressive, but I think he has a, a very good margin of progression, progression because I think he was playing in uh, in second division before going to, to pass Yanina, maybe. Or I think he went from Hanya to Yanina, or maybe I, I missed it one step, but he, I think he is a good kid and he has tremendous potential. And, how, and I also liked Baharales in Asteras because it's uh, it's like good wine, you know. Yeah, it's, it gets better with the uh, with the time. Very smart player, very good uh, head ability. And well, I think that's it. I also like very, Duvikas very good also. head because he, it's shiny and it blinds the defender <laughs> while he's running. I actually yeah. like that. I like that, Marcel. Picking a picking a yeah. team without uh, any Olympiacos players. I really like that. And also, uh, can I. Can I, I give a shout out to Xandai Silva? Xandai Silva, like yeah. he's really raw, but like I think he could become a really good winger in the next two to three years. But he's really raw. I don't know if he'd be good enough for us right now. But I, I think that's what uh, frustrates me with Aris because they have tremendous football player. You know, Bruno Gama, Matia, uh, Bertoglio, Manos, Silva. They are all good football player but if you would right. one striker on on this team i don't know maybe i, I don't know the player but someone uh, or, well not like Arabi, but maybe like barrales like 10 goals yeah. 15 goals and then you are you have a, a strong team very strong team and maybe one goalkeeper too hmm. yeah i like that i like that who if if I did a non Olympiacos eleven, my goalkeeper would probably be view of these has yeah. the most shots against him and concedes the least goals per ninety. FYI, if what you guys about, didn't know that. What about um, Paul Kazivkovic? Uh, I feel like well, he doesn't I, get his respect. Like Pavel uh, should never touch. I'm him. not. Uh, I'm not super. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm not super impressed with him and. Last time I checked the analytics, they were pretty poor. The guy we had, Ludgen, the guy for Janina, is decent as well. Yeah, I yeah. think he's had a decent he's okay. championship. Yeah, he's okay. Um, uh, you know, well, who's the old guy? The old guy that plays right back for Smirnis, uh, uh, Baksimadi, Baksimadi, Baksimadis or something? Like that. Oh, I, don't know. I, I just maybe. ate Baksimadi this morning, which is why I'm thinking about it. <laughs> Anyway, I'm messing his name up. Baxivanini. Baxivanidis. Uh, Shout out to him. Yes. I thought he was all right for being such an old guy. Like, you know, I mean, doing doing a job over there. My my midfield, if I had to pick non-Olibiakos players, would be um, I'd pick Madalos at the 10, not Bertoglio, because Madalos, I brought it up many times. 
even though he does have, I think, the most minutes played in that position, he also has the best creative metrics among everybody, including Costas Fortunis, but Costas does more on a per 90-minute basis. So I would pick Madalos as like my 10. If I had to pick like a, a center mid, traditional center mid or an eight, I'd probably pick Schwab for Bob. Uh, and then if I'm picking more of a pure, uh, like a pure six or a defensive mid, maybe, I guess we, we'd say Sasha is like a six, right? Lucas, Sasha, Ferraris. Then I, I yeah. would, I would agree with Martial. I'd pick him. Dribble and then my wingers is, is very good. Yeah. And then I'm not going to change the wingers, Bruno Gama, Zivkovic, you know, arguably, uh, the best, but my striker, I would probably pick, uh, Duvikas. Also, a shout-out, Douglas Augusto had a shit first half of the season, but has played pretty good as like a six for Pauk in the second half. I, I don't That's trust fair. the guy, though. Like, I, he's just, I feel like, can you trust the guy with a Jordan neck tattoo? No. I ju- it just could never do it, you know? Just, I, I would always be. <laughs> you pick the weirdest stuff, man. Weirdest I don't know. I, I feel like I'm just stating yeah. the obvious. What about the rebelling against Y Scout by just like the Jordan what? neck tattoo? <laughs> Is there a, a column for Jordan neck or even Hatiovani's with like the the football neck tattoo? Who the hell told him that was a good idea? Like who who was like, God damn, like that football neck tattoo looks great. Like no offense to anyone who has a football neck <laughs> tattoo. <laughs> the little shout out to the midfielder from Offi. Um Argentinian kid, Mayado, Mayado. I thought yeah. he was actually pretty good too. I thought he the was bald. Uh, one. I don't it's think like a, I didn't think he was bald. I thought it was like sh- like close shave. Shades, you know how like yeah. how the kids do like the, the young. Yeah, yeah, similar to that. That's what, uh, I think. Also, another another name who had a mediocre championship, Mateo Garcia, who I thought was going to actually he was linked with us. Like, yeah, I wonder if he's out the door this summer, but he. He had a group. Oh no! <laughs> George, says, to see I'm that... gonna get a Lambro neck tattoo. <laughs> oh my god! If I see if I if if George was a footballer and I had to watch that on TV, like me as a neck tattoo, I would. You would love that. Don't lie. I would. I would. Like Hatsiovani's <laughs> running and like sending a Sandra like up to like gate thirteen and killing like an ultra like. <laughs> I, oh with goodness. fans back in the stadium, they gotta like they gotta bring Hatsiovani's back onto the bench because he's killed so many people. Same, with same with Lazar, maybe they were giving Lazar all his time because uh, yeah. yeah, he's just gonna kill kill all the fans. Um, but anyway, Wait, hold on, can we yeah, do yeah. like a flop eleven? Oh jeez, can we do that? Vinagre in every Vinagre position. left back, Bruno. Oh jeez, <laughs> Bruno. Cholak, Cholak for Pauk striker. Cholak, oh yeah, Cholak. I like this. Shinji Kagawa, Shinji Kagawa, Shinji Kagawa was a massive flop. Mitroglou, I'm so sorry, but we may have to go like four. This could be a four four two. No, we could do four four two, and we've got Cholak and Mitroglou at the top. Oh god, that's a deadly strike force. He he gained almost like three pounds by himself. Who Mitroglou? One PK and one goal against Ofi, and then it's. Uh, a victory and a draw. Yeah, they're going to have to retire. They're going to have to retire number fourteen in Mitroglou's honor this summer. I think he, he needs to retire. I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe. Was, he was pounding like those 50, 50 gram protein metrics protein bars in the in the in the bench. Honestly, Absurd. Like, 
in Silvas's interview, he like hinted at that like Mitroglu's body is like destroyed. Like he was like, <laughs> I remember he said like, it is kind of amazing that Mitroglu is still playing football. Like hinting at like some injuries and the weight things. Like he's like, good for him for still playing. <laughs> it's just like shit. So maybe there's some. I think it's one of those things where like an interview is going to come out and it's going to be like. I messed up, blah blah blah, and I was never the same. You know, like I, I don't yeah. know. I, I, I could he's see. not able to to do that because even in France, when he was not playing for one year, maybe he didn't spoke one time. I think he is not able to well to to I don't know to to come back on his career to see what's went wrong and to say yeah. because we all want him to say what went wrong in Marseille. Yeah. Well, we've we, we're at about an hour. I do want to talk about. Also, this hold on, Peter. Matthew Valbuena yes. was listening, so maybe Mitrogu's listening. If you need that media recovery tour, like, <laughs> your boy will literally give you the biggest puff piece of all time. Like, just like you scored three goals in Addis. That's incredibly impressive um, for a second half of the season. Like, I will literally give this man the biggest puff piece to like get him a new contract. Yeah, I'm sure after we just called him fat, he's gonna be like, yeah, I, I, I didn't call him fat. I just, me. I just said he was, he had a few more pounds. It was muscle, maybe. I don't know. He's eating a lot of protein. To be fair to him, so. yeah, he's getting bigger, right. stronger. Well, <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about this cup game. I want to bring up a previous comment from Fanis Yanikos here. Uh, Pauk announced cases of coronavirus. I do not think they did it accidentally. Oh, Maxi no. Lovera 2.0. Oh God, is this happening again? Are we going to be playing the cup final in August? Also, As of now, the cup final is this weekend. What do you guys make of this? Is is are you guys worried that this game is going to be pushed back? Because like I'm not having it. Like we're doing our awards show on Sunday, and like I don't care if the cup is going to be moved. I I not budget it. So what do we think? Zagorakis isn't postponing it, I don't think. Yeah, it, not, it, I, I read that they took tests again this evening, and they were... So I just went to Sport24, and it says, negative all the tests of coronavirus, regular the final with Olympiacos. That's what they said. So that that should happen. Also, this comment, so true about Mithroglu. He's just big-boned. He's not fat. Mithroglu, recovery tour coming. Anyway... But yeah, I, it, it's weird because it's um, it doesn't feel like the cup final. Like it just feels like the season's over and everyone's like on vacation. It's a weird one because it's just like I don't know uh, what, what can we even expect from a starting eleven? Like Socrates, it comes out today. We didn't mention in the news is going to be fit. Pedro Martins hinted at it's going to be. That's what they're thinking about. But Holebas is suspended, isn't he? And obviously, Ba is not available. No, I thought we took Holebas' suspension. Yeah, we took game. it. Oh, we right. It was for that That's right. Love Greece, baby. That's I love hilarious. it. What a joke. Yeah. Um, love it. So, yeah. So, I guess be Holebas, Semedo, um, Socrates. And then, yeah, I assume we'll see Oleg and Andruzos, Madi and Mvila, and then uh, probably Masuras, El Arabi, Bruma, or maybe Masuras, Hassan, El Arabi, but I think that's un- more yeah. unlikely. I think it, it was very interesting to see El Arabi on the left left part of the yeah as a left winger I mean, because it well, the, the, the passing ability he has is very very interesting for a striker yeah uh, and also well 
we all know the Hassan default, but <laughs> I think El Arabi is able to to be uh, to be a passer to to Hassan. Yeah, he definitely has the technical yeah. ability for it. He yeah. did so. He threaded some nice needles, uh, beautiful through balls the last couple weeks, and also like anybody that plays in those wide, like the wide forward slots for us, they just drift inside anyway. We don't really use like wide forwards tradi- like in a traditional sense. Pedro Martins just loves people wandering around, going all over the place. Organized chaos. I like it. I think it's fun. But I, I think for this, the cup final, like Hassan is like the change maker. So like if we need a goal, I feel like you can't start with Hassan because then if you start with Hassan and we need a goal, then it's like, well, where the hell are you going to go? Bruma, like... If you need a bird to get killed, maybe you bring Bruma. But like, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what you're gonna do. And also, just the fact that Bruma is gonna start in the goddamn Cup final, like, oh my god, just brilliant! I, Hopefully, the last we see of him, the last yeah. we ever see of Bruma. He's, he's not in the Euro squad of Portugal, so he he his agency was pushing like the biggest propaganda that he was ready for the Euros and that he's the best player in Greece. Blah blah. Oh Jesus! Rangelovic oh. redemption this weekend it's from Costa. Time. It's his Thank time. God, this man is not on the podcast this evening. I would have thrown this laptop. <laughs> if he was pushing some some Rangelovic propaganda. Can you imagine if Rangelovic scores in the Cup final and everyone's just like, he scores in the big games. He never fails. I swear to. You. And he doesn't leave next season. Anyway, you should make. A I'm bet. rambling. Like what? Like what I did with Hassan against oh. Marseille. What should you we make you do if he scores? Do I have to buy a Lazar Angelovic jersey before they go and stay extinct? Oh, jeez. Yeah. But anyway, like, I'm excited to the game. I also think Pauk, ever since they've changed to that 3-4-3, Andre Villarinha not playing as a fullback, but, like, as a third center back, I always talk about it, like, the, the attacking central defender who can play the ball and bring it forward. That's like exactly the role he can play now. The legs are gone for Vieirinha after the the knee injury, and like his passing and dribbling is good. And then they, Mikhail Lidis, as much as I slandered him, is actually playing pretty well. So who knows? Ingasan, Ingasan has to say he's not playing Saturday night. He's not going to make it. And supposedly the coronavirus test that they had positive. Is a defender according to Themis Casares. I think Costa told us that. I don't know. So maybe they don't have a defender available. We'll, we're just going to have to see. They also have like Mihai. Is that his name? Mihai, the Albanian one. Yeah. Very good player. Yeah. I really rate him as well. He, he's good. Well, do we want to do predictions for this game? I'm going to go first. I'm going to say 1 nothing to Olympiakos in the same flavor that many of our games have been this year. I think uh, it's going to be a, a boring first half, and then in the second half, we're gonna we're gonna have Lazar on. No, I'm just kidding. We're gonna have. Uh, I'm actually gonna say Madi Kamara scores a goal in his last game for Olympiacos, and then makes us 30 million euros, and we all get emotional and cry because we never get to watch Madi Kamara play for Olympiacos again. Uh, so that's my prediction: one zero. Madi Kamara scores. Maybe let's say 73rd minute. Adi, what about you? I think it'll be tight. Uh, I'm thinking maybe like 2-1. 2-1. Maybe it goes into extra time because they parked the bus. So 2-1, and then we'll get uh, uh, we'll get that, that late winner from Hassan. He's going to sub on, 
He's going to do something crazy. He's going to play like crap when he's on, but then he's going to score a lovely goal. We'll forget about how crappy he played, and we're going to sing praises to his name, and then maybe we get a goal from Masuras because he seems to be just letting him fly. Lambro. Oh, man. I, I It's kind of weird, like a game that means something. Like we had the Pasianina Cup game, but it was like, okay, it's Pasianina not home. I wasn't like I've been up for the games, like watching the games, analyzing the games. But like I am, I'm actually like nervous for this because, as the the loyal listeners know, my relationship with Pauk and their fans is not the greatest. So I just can't have us lose. And to be honest with you, I'm feeling pretty good about it. And to be honest, I will go for a three-one win. And on the score sheet will be Yorus Masuras El Arabi. And Madi Kamara. And my final point is, Peter, you hit something I want to talk about. This may be the last night. And it's, it's a night game, too. It's 8 o'clock here, uh, Central European time. It's it's later than the usual games. Anyway, Jose Sa, Ruben Semedo, Madi Kamara, Bruma. No, Bruma's not in the same breath as those guys. But the last night, we, we may be seeing them. So, like, people... Take that, take that in a little bit. Like, enjoy these guys. Like, they have been magical for us the past two to three years. Um, really, just enjoy um, seeing like these really talented players who pass through our club. And if this is the end for them at our club, I wish them all the best. Hopefully, we go out with another double. And yeah, that's my prediction. All right, Marcial. Well, I won't make any prediction, but I just I want hope that is maybe Martins will um, will manage to have the good mental approach to this game because uh, when we play Park, sometimes I feel that the player doesn't realize how important the game is. Meanwhile, Park uh, play only to beat us in the season, and especially on a cup game on a cup final. I think the mental approach will be very, very important because if we play like we played uh, last Sunday against Palatinaikos, I have no doubt with the, with that Olympiakos will win because the the confidence, the form uh, in Masuras, El Arabi, I don't know, maybe Kamara, the, the form is for hers, is for Olympiakos. Uh, but sometimes Paox knows how to, to handle Olympiakos uh, with the mental, the mental approach, and that's my only fear on this game. Because I, I, I remember the game we played in in Tumba uh, this season in playoff, and the the one we played when we lost, we lost three uh, one in the first year of Martins, and I don't want this to, to to happen again. So that's my only fear. On this one. Yeah, that is that is very fair. And uh, before we do head off, I think Adi, I think you said we had a question from Twitter. Um, someone tweeted at us and, and asked us a question. Can you? Uh, yeah, it looks like it looks like we got a question on the the thread that uh, when we went live, and it's from the Olympiakos Pireas uh, Twitter account at Olympiakos nineteen. That's uh, his question was. Oh, I just lost it. Let me go back. Sorry. 
I got it here if you want. Uh, oh, yeah. Question for everyone. Which was the match of Olympiacos that you never have never forgotten? And which match would you want to play again from the start? So essentially like the favorite match, like best memory. Favorite best memory. God, that is hard. One of the first ones that comes to mind for me is the win against Manchester United. Yeah. Watching Vladimir Weiss dribble flu- dribble through like four people to score that goal. Mm. I will counter this with the win versus Atletico Madrid. I, I, re- I that was an amazing game too because it was end to end. I really oh, yeah. loved that game, and I don't know. It was just so. I was emotional seeing Mitroglou back. Like I love him so much, and like. Afalai was there. It's like, is this guy the gun? Kasami was playing. I was so excited for that season because I was just like, okay, we're going so deep in Europe. We just beat Atletico Madrid. And like, anyway, that game was fantastic. It's it. When I think back of amazing moments like Arsenal, this past past year was amazing. Of course, Manchester United, some of the big games, but like that Atletico Madrid game was amazing too. But yeah, I think Arsenal jumps out for me, although. Honestly, like, and not to say this game specifically, but if you're telling me I'm going to rewatch a game, like, if I already know what's going to happen, watching us, like, beat up on Pauk 3-0, like, I could sit back and just play that on loop, like, all afternoon. I don't know about you guys. So, like, games like that are also a shout. Um, but we do have a couple comments from the stream I want to bring up as well. Uh, Alexander Macriani says, sad about the idea that Kamarasa and Semedo might play their last game with us and have played a whole season without our fans. You know, it really is a shame that they yeah. like have to say goodbye to an empty stadium or at least maybe like a stadium with very small number of fans. I don't know what the recent update on this is, but um and it's like you think about like Avram as well and you can tell like it seems like Avram is kind of trying to stick it out for one last season with the fans as well and like some of these older players like Kolebas too. Although I think Kolebas could still contribute next season. But um like some of these guys like they just want to be there for the fans and i think it's like really sad that like you know they would have got such a big applause coming off in the cup final even though it's in a walk-up but still there obviously be a lot of olympiacos fans there but yeah i mean that's uh that's a tough one and then uh petros kumentakos has predicted three four olympiacos hat trick to what a crazy game that would be i know lambros probably got some thoughts about Soli scoring a so big club just- Solis hasn't scored a goal since freaking February. Like, give me a break. <laughs> I swear to God, if he scores, please, God. please. I'm not going to do it. it to spite you, even though he hasn't scored against a big team all season long. But um, Costa actually checked me on the... Uh, I'm misremembering Weiss's goal was against PSG. He's absolutely right because against Manchester United, it was, I think, uh, Solis scored the the first one and then it was joel campbell got the second one and the the sorty goal i think was a deflection if i'm remembering correctly yeah and then the second goal was the the joel campbell's the shot so that was me misremembering i do apologize it's been seven years i apologize for that one nonetheless the manchester united game i still love that game and I would want to rewatch that one. That, because that's why you need to rewatch it, right? That's why I need to rewatch it, I guess. Yeah, there you go. So it'll be a new experience again. <laughs> What's your pick, Martial? Well, I would say the Volveronton game away because 
I, I had I had the impression that it it was probably the best squad of Olympiacos uh, in the last decade, and we could have done something way 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 bigger uh, with a little bit more of luck on this uh, Europa League campaign. And I would rewatch it again to be frustrated, of course, but I think it was probably the the year that we could have done not a miracle, but maybe. I, I don't know, like Galatasaray in the two two thousand. I think it was the, no. If there was no coronavirus, yeah, yeah. Do we go through against Wolves? I say yes. Like with the fans, no, and yeah, hundred percent. It would have been so. We were dominating the Makariskaki, and then we got the red card or whatever. But even then, we were playing. God, and then Mari Kamara scored the. Oh, here we yeah. go. Feta knows with it with the goal that was like literally millimeters offside Bobby LN guys Bobby LN Bobby LN like if there was saw play oh my god we go through we go through if, it was for, we, we won't have any team like that because we will have better players but this yep. team uh, with Guillerme with El Adelawi Simikas well we all, we all know the team but it was probably the, the best combination of uh Smart players, good players, uh, holder players, uh, prolific strikers. I, I don't mm-hmm. know, but it was, it was for me the best Olympiaco yeah. squad we had. Uh, it, yeah, and I'm going to piss off the, the Premier League fans, but Simikas making Traore his bitch. Putting baby oil on himself to try and slip Simikas. Didn't work. Cop out. Cop out. Too- Get like, him out, this clown. Unbelievable. Traore is like two Not times Timikas' weight and has to put baby oil on himself. The <laughs> hell is that? Nonsense. But can't. But James Milner at left back is better, guys. Like 48-year-old James Milner at left back I, is better. That's going to be interesting. We were talking about this like Timikas this summer. Like, will he be available on low? the answer is yes but like <laughs> i just hate this but anyway chimica's coming but, back uh, what's the deal i don't know we have we to have say to that give the Alan did a, a great game after the the pk he conceded yes it was very good but in the first like in the first in the first half of the first half he was totally lost it was tragical to see him he was like a child playing with a uh, adult yeah the the Not context great. for this comment from costa is because yeah we all have this tendency to laugh at lambro because we want to see Tolakis play and he's like oh no christensen's fine Tolakis needs to christensen be is good guys like i yeah. don't get that you guys are just massive christensen haters too like don't want to see my Icelandic brother succeed. It's also like the, the way the podcast is gone. It's just easy to put you on blast. People love it. Lampo, like it's amazing. It's fun. You know, on it's Twitter, not turned out great. Screw you and your Y Scout nerds, Adi. <laughs> <laughs> love it. You know, so there's always like these random like rumors about Lampo on Twitter that don't always start with me, but. Remember you know, when they great. all start with you. What and you're like, just like, like this, this guy Lambro. He like never stops talking about Pauk. I think he's a Pauk fan. 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> that if took you on think a that's, episode, though. I love if that. If you <laughs> think that's your moment of the year, me, Secret Palk fan, vote in our uh, yes. <laughs> vote in our poll on gate7intl.com for moments of the season. Voting closes <laughs> soon. Yeah, well, I think that's uh, we've we've got a bit of a long one here, so maybe we wrap up. But uh, I want to say thank you so much to everybody who's listening, especially if you've made it this far. Thanks to everybody who tuned in on the live and asked us questions, including Mathieu. Um, great job this season, my friend. And uh, Martial, I want to say thank you for coming on as well. We always appreciate chatting with you. Um, it was a pleasure for me. Great, great. And uh, if we have any French speakers as, listening as well, Martial is uh, our resident French writer. Uh, he has done some great pieces for us, some looking at the French League, potential targets that we could sign, all sorts of things uh, related to Olympiacos. And you can follow him on Twitter at OlympiacosFR. Remember, I'm going to say it again. We've got the awards show coming up. We've been planning for this for a long time, and we're really excited to get it going. Make sure to tune in live for the live reveal of the awards. We've got some really exciting things planned. We're going to do a little bit more of this season in review stuff as well as as uh, we'll go. We'll have some Y Scout for you. We'll have some some Cafenio talk. We'll have a little bit for everybody. You know, we want to please everyone here. Uh, we're not just all Y Scout. And and uh, maybe Adi has won the Y Scout battle today, but he hasn't won the war just yet. So. <laughs> With this that, Kenny though, Lala debate, people have no idea what we're, what I'm about to drop, but Kenny Lala, oh, there will no, be a discussion no. about Kenny Respect Lala. Kenny. We'll Respect. save it. We're, we, we're say, saving it. I'm going to like very slightly spoil. I'm not going to spoil the winner or the finalist or anything, but there are a few people out there who voted for Kenny as like our coat of the season. And that is outrageous. I'm not having that. Put some respect on Kenny's name. <laughs> He's going to be good next season. And I don't want to hear he any of He played well in Europe, to be honest. And I don't want to hear the first that he's a coat. Yeah, he's not a coat. Not yet. How is I'm he like... coat of the year when Lazar and Tiago Silva and Vinagre exist? Anyway, um, find out who wins the coat of the year award and every other award uh, on Sunday at 21.30 Central European time. That's 10.30 p.m. Greek time. And uh, I think that's about all we have. Adi, anything else? No, I just wanted to ask Martial how you say, is it Matteo or Mathieu? It's Mathieu. Mathieu. Okay. Did you think I had it wrong? I have six years. Of I did. Think, I did think you had it wrong. Don't play with me, man. Don't play with me. <laughs> Don't play <laughs> these <laughs> games <laughs> with Peter. <laughs> Don't play <laughs> these games. Ne jouez pas avec moi. Very good. Yeah. Anyway, um, yes. Next episode, awards show. We've got it coming up. We're really excited. So tune in and uh, thank you for watching today. Have a great rest of your week and we will see you very soon. You just listened to an episode of the Gate 7 International Podcast, a podcast connecting Olympiacos fans from Brussels to Tokyo, from Toronto to Geneva. We are four Olympiacos fans from every corner of the world, bringing you news and interviews of the team you love in English. With new episodes twice a week, you'll never miss out on the latest updates and stories of the team you love. If you liked what you heard, make sure to follow us on social media at Gate7INTL. Give us a subscribe on YouTube or even leave a review on all our podcast channels. 
Until next time, this is our team, our city, and our story. Thrilos, he said. Στο μυαλό κάτι μαγικό.